As we just enjoyed a great time of worship this morning with the LCC worship team, I just want to take this moment right now to to go to our, the needs, the needs that, that we are facing in our homes, in our lives. So let's just go to God in prayer right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray for a healing to flow through the home this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray for peace to fill the home this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every chain of addiction, depression, anxiety, and mind games to be broken this morning. Lord, I pray that you just speak. You speak to us. You speak through your word this morning. Bring revelation to us. Fill us with your spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. It is so good to be with you all this morning. If you are seeing an unfamiliar face, let me just introduce myself. My name is Mark Konauer. I am the the new associate pastor here at Lamont Calvary Church. And I'm telling you, it has been such an honor to serve you. We have made families and... um, we just love where God has brought us, and we love you all. So it is such an honor to serve you. So I just want to take a moment here just to remind you, if you want to give, you can give online at, um, on, our, on our website. You can just go there and go to giving and um, just follow all the, uh, all the instructions, and you can continue to give. So this morning... I want to bring the word to you. This morning, I want us to look at Mark chapter 12, verse 21 through 44. It's an awesome story. A story about the widow's offering. The widow's last might. I'm hoping that most of us, most of you that are tuned in, already know this. You've probably heard this story growing up so many times. The widow's last might. So here we go, Mark chapter 12, verse 41 through 44. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put into the treasury, she has put in more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. And this morning, as we continue our series, Thankful, I want to preach a sermon on what thankful means. What thankful means to us as believers in Christ. And I, I, it just brings back the time when Jesus exposed the sin, the corruption in my own life. You might be watching and listening and Reminiscing, oh man, I remember when Jesus exposed the sin and the corruption in my own life. And guess what we made? We made that decision, that personal decision, I want to follow Jesus. 
And you know what? Jesus renewed our hearts. And we became a little bit more thankful. We became a little bit more happy, a little bit more joyful. Because Jesus came into our lives. Just remember all the times we were looking, and sometimes we still fall into that trap where we're always looking at all these different places for happiness. But all along, it's pure, true happiness. All along was in Jesus. Jesus exposed that. He took our unthankful lives, our unthankful souls that were on a way to a sinner's hell. He brought us back out. He saved our lives and that brought in a thankful attitude, a developing, God, I'm thankful. I am thankful for what you've done in my life, for saving my wretched soul. I know this morning we're all thankful for that. We're all thankful that Jesus saved our lives. And there is true happiness. Right after Thanksgiving, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we can say, Jesus, thank you. This is what thankfulness is all about. That you come into my life, you've saved me. The widow in her last might, what a profound story. A widow means, guess what? She lost her husband. She has suffered great loss. She was poor. She was forgotten about in her own church. I'll get to that in just a second. She had many things to complain about. Many things on why not to give, why not even to go to church, to, to just say, you know what, forget this. She had many reasons why not to give, why not to go to church. It is easy to blame God. It is easy to say, God, I've served you, and yet all this has happened to my life. What's going on? What's going on? Is it, is it worth it? I'm telling you, it's worth it, my friends. It's worth it. It's okay to doubt sometimes. It's okay to question God. That's what draws us closer to God. That's what reveals God's supernatural works in our lives. That's why we can go back and reminisce and see the change that Jesus has brought in our own lives. This widow, this woman, through the hardship in her life, through the heavy loss, remained generous, remained faithful, and remained patient with a thankful heart to God. What is even more bizarre and crazy about this this, uh, story is that if we look at it a little bit more deeper, and if my sources are right, that Jesus himself, that was showing the disciples, look, this woman, this widow is giving more. Jesus himself had 48 hours to live. In 48 hours, he was going to be betrayed. In 48 hours, his own disciples were going to deny him. 
His own friends were going to turn from him and run and hide. So it was 48 hours. <laughs> and what would I be doing if I knew I had 48 hours to live? I, I have no idea. I'd probably be curled up on a couch, moaning and groaning. I don't know. I, I doubt if I'd be at church watching the offering plate, seeing all the good people putting in their offering. But this is where Jesus was at. This is what Jesus was doing. He was showing in the last moments of his life what thankfulness means, what thankfulness looks like, what a giving heart looks like, what faithfulness looks like, what patience looks like. And he's using this widow to do that. It's so interesting. Interesting that this widow was giving everything and that Jesus himself was not only going to give everything but give his whole life for you and I. That who should ever perish believe in him would have everlasting life. Beautiful. It's amazing. So this morning, with thankful hearts, we must be willing to give. Thankful means generous. Generous means to give, not just money, but to give your time. Are you hearing this? Not, it's not about just money. A lot of times it's, it's actually easy for us to give to missionaries and allow the missionaries to do all the work. It's, it's easy to give to different programs and we can just enjoy the comforts of our own home. But it's not about just the money. It's about your time. It's about giving your time to pour into something far more than anything else. This is what generosity is, what, what, what generous means. You see a woman giving herself sacrificially to further God's kingdom. She has given all. And we also see what matters is not the amount of giving, but that our hearts love God enough to worship Him. Worship, worship Him and Him alone with a, a thankful heart. Winston Churchill said, We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. So let me ask you this challenging question. What is your motive for giving? Are you, are you building a life of giving? Are you being generous with your talents? Are you being generous... With your finances? Are you being generous with your attitude, with a loving attitude that grows and that brings people together? What's your motive for giving? 
maybe to be become generous, maybe to make a life as givers that glorify God, could all start by going back and looking at our prayer life. As a pastor, it's a challenge for me because it's easy when everything's going smooth. It's easy when everything's going fine. Your prayer life kind of goes down. You don't pray enough. But man, when tragedy comes, when when challenges come, all of a sudden, oh God, I need this. God, I want this. God, help me with this. <laughs> I kind of believe this is the stepping stone. This is where we got to go to. If we want to be like the, the, the widow, if we want to have a generous heart that gets God's attention, We have to turn our prayer into worship and say, God, if I don't have the latest iPhone, God, if I, if I don't have the, the newest record player, oh, I think I'm just proving my, my age. What do we got now? It's the, the uh, is it the cassette? No, it's, oh, the CD? No, I don't think it's the CD player. Oh, it might be the MP3. I don't know where we're at in that technology realm. My friends, we got so much technology. It's not about that. It's not about having the latest. It's not about having any money. If I have no money, <laughs> if, I, if I had a tough turkey to eat for Thanksgiving... If I have just a few cents left in the bank account, I worship you, God, for who you are. I worship you, God. I'm telling you, that's the generous, that's building the generous heart. That's saying, God, I'm thankful for where I'm at today. I might have had a a tough past, but I'm worshiping you for who you are, God. I'm worshiping you for who you are. It's a way to build a generous life, a generous heart. You got to start building, start building the worship to God. Don't make it always just about yourself and your needs and your wants. God, help me. Pastor Mark, to have this heart of worship, this heart this, that, that gives sacrificially to build the kingdom of God. If you call Lamont Calvary Church your home, guess what? God has ordained you. Yeah, that's right. God ordained you to be at this church. There is a purpose for you. You're here by no mistake. God has ordained you. So that means you're not just here just to sit and to be spoon-fed. But you're here to give. And not just the the finances. We like that money, don't we? (laughs) But it's not about that. It's about giving Serving our children. 
serving our teens, serving adults, serving our elders, serving the widows. It's about giving, and you are called to do that. You are called to this church if you call this your home. You are called to give. Can you give all? You might have given all. You might have went through so many years by giving and giving, and now you're just kind of wore out. My friends, you got to stay faithful. You got to stay patient. Keep giving, keep sowing the seeds all around you. It's what it's all about building the kingdom of God. Proverbs 11, chapter 11, verse 24 states, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. No one has ever become poor by giving. Don't hold back. Don't suffer always wanting more, but give. Give what you have to God, even if it's just a little. And you see everybody else giving so much. Give what you have. Give what you got to build God's kingdom. Thankfulness means faithful. Thankfulness means being faithful. The widow has given all and probably knows that she is giving into the hands of those who have neglected her. Why God has has called even in the Old Testament, this church that this widow was going to, people knew that they were supposed to take care of the widow, the widows. And yet, why is this widow poor? Why was the only thing that she had was just a few cents? So we can kind of see, man, she was neglected. But man, she didn't give up. She didn't find that as an excuse and go have a pity party somewhere. She didn't write, oh, Christians are terrible. No, she continued in faithfulness because she knew it wasn't about man. She knew that man was going to fail. Man wasn't going to hold up to what they were supposed to do. She kept giving because she knew she wasn't giving to anybody else. She was with a thankful heart giving all she had to God and Jesus. That's what Jesus saw. She saw he saw the heart in her giving. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. I never could have got to where I am at today if I never started in the small things as being a pastor. And when I say small things, I'm not belittling anybody. But it started by cleaning the toilets. Had nothing to do with preaching. Standing up here Given a message. It felt like it was opposite. Why? God's calling me to be a pastor. Why am I cleaning 
the toilets. My my dad, being a pastor for 45 plus years, that was the first thing when he told his pastor, or asked his pastor, hey, I want to I want to be I want to I want to preach. God is calling me to be a pastor. He said, "Okay. Here's the sponge. Go clean the toilets." What? This is in my duty. It took many years of cleaning. It took many years of setting up, tearing down tables, setting up chairs, and guess what? <laughs> years and years later, 20 some, 30 some years later, I'm still doing it and I still love it. I I love it because I'm thankful for where God has brought me. Where he where he he's brought me to. Thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful for the ministry. I'm thankful for work. I love it. You see, being faithful in little is also faithful in much. My faith is growing. It's growing daily. And I never could get to where I'm at today. So we start out in the little things. And God expands the territory. Gives us more work to do. He doesn't just give us the work. Pats us on the back. Okay, you can retire now. Okay, you've done enough. Now this is your right to sit in church now for the rest of your life. No. (laughs) Give and all. And we're staying faithful We're staying faithful with a thankful heart. (laughs) I'm not complaining. I'm staying thankful. Staying faithful to my giving. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful this morning that my parents... Stayed faithful. Stayed faithful to the work that God had called them to do. They never came home and complained and wanted to give up and gossiped about somebody that turned us on to somebody else. Friends and family. They stayed committed. They stayed loyal. And guess what? It affected my life because... Not once did I ever say, oh, I don't want to go to church. Oh, I don't want to see this person. Oh, I'll, I'm done with it. It made me excited to be in church. It made me excited. It made me want to follow in the footsteps. It made my, myself and my brother follow in the, in the footsteps of my parents, of my family. Because they stayed faithful, and I'm so thankful. So thankful for that. Never flaked out. They kept going. They stayed the course. Steadfast. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3. Let not kindness and faithfulness forsake you. 
Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet on your heart. And this is a powerful verse. Do not forsake your faith. Do not forsake the kindness, the thankfulness, the thankful heart. Don't walk away from it. Do your attitudes reflect thankful hearts. And don't walk away from it. Remain faithful to your work that needs to be done. In every church, there are gaps, places that need help. To give, to be faithful and and patient. These gaps... There's gaps in your own lives, in your homes. Are you seeing these gaps? The gaps that cause your families to spiritually fail. Are you standing in those gaps this morning? Oh, these are challenging, tough things. But we cannot forsake this. We have to remain faithful. You have to remain faithful. Guess what? It takes patience. Thankful means patient. Oh, man. Patient. Patience is a, a terrible, sometimes outright painful, challenging thing in our lives. I can't wait. I, I hardly have any patience. When somebody tells you to wait... It's like telling your child to wait. Oh, you can't have that right now. And all of a sudden, they get on the floor and start kicking their legs. I want it now. Even as adults, sometimes (laughs) that's what we feel like when we're needing something. When we're we're needing something to happen right now, it's it's tough. It's demanding. It's one of those things that it's it's almost we we always kind of laugh about it. But it's 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 a tough thing because when you pray about patience, guess what? God is going to take you up on that. That your patience is going to be challenged. You're going to learn patience, and it's a tough prayer. It's a tough thing. I love hunting. I'm a I'm a big hunter. I was born and raised on it. One of the things that you have to be taught is to have patience. It's easy to see a deer coming through the woods and just pulling up and shooting, whether with a gun or a bow. It's hard to have patience and just wait for it to come in at a better shot. I've missed so many big bucks that would look so good hanging on the wall because I was impatient. I didn't check for any obstructions and would shoot and see my arrow go off in another direction because it deflected off of something I did not have the patience to make sure the shot was going to matter. Had to use that analogy for some of my hunting friends. So I'm sorry if you're not hunters. It's just something I've been born and raised on. That's hard to have patience. When you see God moving in church, and church has to close because of a virus, 
It's hard to have patience. It's hard to see, okay, God, I know you're doing a new thing. I know you're doing things beyond what, what I had thought in my own mind. God, have patience. I think 2020 has tested a lot of people's patience. That's why I'm saying it's it's tough. Growing up, I always heard patience is a virtue. And it always came at a time where I was impatient, so it made me mad. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I want it now. Don't give me that. Patience is a virtue. (laughs) But guess what? Maturing. You start to see in, man, patience is a virtue. Going back to the widow woman, giving her last might. Being patient. Giving. Giving everything she had. She did not know that Jesus the whole time was watching her. Patience is a virtue. Why? Because Jesus is watching. Watching me. Watching you. He's watching us. This is why we got to be patient. You're faithful. Doing things. But you cannot connect it to what God is doing, so you become impatient. And that's where spiritual battles, that's where spiritual problems begin to arise in us. Because there is nothing more that pleases the devil to see you quit, to see you gossip, to see you miserable. And man, the whole time, Jesus is watching. Jesus is watching our hearts. And man, I want the thankfulness. I I want the thankful heart. I want my worship to to be more about, thank you, God. Thank you, God, even though this happened in my life. Even though I might not have the latest stuff. And uh, that's what I really wanted. That's what I was trying to save up for. But now, God, I, I worship you for who you are. I'm thankful that I serve a God that watches and sees and looks at the heart. Psalms 139 verse 2 says this, tells us that he's watching. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. Jesus is watching. I'm thankful this morning that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I'm thankful that Jesus showed thankful is more than just the outward appearance. It is living a thankful life through generosity, through faithfulness, and through patience. After a weekend of Thanksgiving with family, I'm I'm sure you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Did you get a chance? Are you, are you while you're watching? Did you get a chance to look around the room? 
You may be snuggled on the couch with loved ones. You may be still full from all the good food, the turkey, the ham, mashed potatoes, my favorite, sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. Oh man, I'm just making myself hungry right now. But are you thankful where God has you at right now? Or have you been doing a lot of complaining? Have you been been doing a lot of wondering why, God? Why? Have you been holding on to things that God wants you, listen to this, to give? Have you been letting excuses run through your mind so you could... Just quit serving. This morning, I want to encourage you to go forward. Like the widow in her last might. To put in all for God. To not give up, but to stand up and keep building sacrificially to to further God's kingdom. Be thankful with a giving heart, with a faithful life, and a patient attitude. God bless you all. If you are listening in this morning and you may not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I just want you right now, just as simply make that commitment today. All you have to do is just say, Jesus, I choose you. Forgive me, come into my life. Do that right now. Just ask Jesus into your life. God, I want a relationship with you. And live for Him. Get your life right with Jesus so you can live out a thankful life that Jesus pointed out by this poor widow in her last might. Wow, thank you, Pastor Mark, for touching our lives, for ministering to us, for encouraging us and challenging us with that word. I hope you're thankful today and know that now you have some measuring sticks to see, well, am I thankful? Am I being faithful? And am I being patient? Am I being generous? Because if you're doing those things, then I would say, yes, you're being thankful. So thank you for joining us this Sunday. Uh, we're praying for you. And just I ask you to continue to stay in prayer, stay in the Word of God, and be a blessing to others today. But uh, just be blessed. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Be blessed and go with God. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you next week.